I was feeling shame before it even started. So it was like, I couldn't even get through doing it without already feeling terrible about myself because I knew before I even did it, that it was a choice that was not in alignment with who I wanted to be anymore. I recognized this is destructive behavior, which is why I'm telling myself, this is going to be the last time I do this. But yet every single time I committed to it being the last time, I still did it again. another episode of the queen of pep talks podcast. I am sitting outside in my new obsession, my egg swing. So I hope that the sound quality is a okay. I actually love the sound of the outdoors, like the little chirping of the birds in the background or the little chirping of the cicadas, because, oh my gosh, do you have them where you are? They're literally the loudest bug I've ever heard in my whole entire life. Anyways, I'm so happy that you're here for another episode of the Queen of Pep Talks podcast. Today's episode, I am going to be sharing with you 10 signs that I was experiencing, 10 symptoms that I was experiencing, 10 behaviors that I was experiencing in my life that really made me recognize that I needed healing, that my relationship with myself needed healing, my relationship with food needed healing, and my relationship with my body really needed healing. So as many of you know, and if you don't, I've shared in earlier episodes, especially back at the very beginning of the podcast, I shared, you know, my weight loss story and how I lost a hundred pounds, gained all the way back, lost 120 pounds, gained 60 pounds back. I have yo-yo dieted for literally what feels like my whole entire life. And it has only been over the last like four years that I've really been able to sustain uh, my weight and remain consistent and showing up in a way that feels really good for me. And I have been free from binge eating, free from emotional eating for over three years. And it feels really, really incredible. This is the longest period of time that I've ever experienced this type of lifestyle. And this is the healthiest relationship with myself, my body and food that I've ever had in my life. And being completely honest, it just feels as though it continues to improve on a daily, weekly and monthly basis. I just continue to get further in touch with my body and how I feel and really respecting myself and honoring myself on new levels every single day. And that feels so incredible for me. But 
oftentimes when I talk about what my relationship with food looked like, a lot of people will come to me and say, wow, I didn't even really have the awareness of how problematic these behaviors were in my life until you started speaking on them. I think that for so many of us, we go through life feeling what we're feeling and we're so used to the way that we feel that we tend to kind of just get used to it. It becomes normal for us and we tend to feel like this just is what it is and this is as good as it gets. And I could not settle for that in my life. I felt with my relationship with food and my relationship with my body, my relationship with my weight, I felt very unhappy a lot of the time. And there was a lot of shame and guilt and sadness and um, consumption with just thoughts of food and thoughts of my body. So I want to share with you today the 10 things that really made me begin to realize like, okay, something here needs to change and doing what you've done in the past to try and get this to change is not the thing that you're going to revert to. I think a lot of times when we reach a level of unhappiness or dissatisfaction with our relationship with our body weight or food, we tend to immediately want to go back to what we have done in the past, which for many of us, probably most of you here listening is extreme dieting. We tend to think like, let's get on another restrictive meal plan and we'll work these things out. And I totally feel that because I was once that person as well. Before I really made the commitment to start healing my relationship with food, I tried one last diet, right? Because I was like, this has to be the thing that's going to work because clearly my body is the problem and how can I make and create a better relationship with food? It must be by trying a new diet. So that was when I counted macros and I thought, you know, they say this is the healthiest way to lose weight and all these things. And while my intentions were pure and my intentions going into it were really good, dieting for me was always really a slippery slope of starting with good intentions and ending up extremely, extremely restricting my calories only to be followed by on the other side, binge eating, emotional eating, and just feeling really powerless and out of control with food, which was obviously a huge part of the yo-yo dieting. So First and foremost, before we jump into the episode, I just want to preface all this by saying if you've been in my world for a while, you know, I am obviously not professionally trained in any of this stuff. Everything that I share with you um, pertaining to my relationship with food and how I've overcome these things is strictly from my life experience and things that I have done to create a healthier relationship with food. So what you're going to be hearing today is just strictly based off of my own life experience, which I personally find to be incredibly powerful when I learn from people. I really prefer to learn not just from someone who knows how to help me achieve the change I'm looking for in my life. But my preference personally is to really learn from people who have walked the walk, someone who can empathize with where I am and what I'm going through and can be somebody who not just teaches me, but also sees me, hears me, feels me and can support me through all of the emotions that I'm going through um, while creating that shift and change in my life because she too has been there as well. So let's talk first about what binge eating is. Binge eating can be defined as uncontrollable eating habits. Generally, the eating habits will be taking place at least once a week for consistent months in a row. So like three to six months in a row, this can include eating too rapidly, eating too frequently, or eating for reasons unrelated to actual hunger. So I'm planning on doing another episode around emotional hunger versus true hunger. But really, if you find yourself eating for reasons outside of true hunger um, on a consistent and continuous basis, and you're over consuming or eating really quickly, those can be signs that you're potentially dealing with binge eating disorder. I just also want to say that I was never professionally diagnosed with binge eating disorder. But from my own research and the things that I've done to overcome my behavior, I'm 99% sure that should 
should I have seeked professional help, I would have been diagnosed with binge eating disorder, but I did not seek professional help. I chose to um, look for resources from women who had been where I was and really begin to take control of my own life, mindset, and habits around my relationship with foods that I could create this change in my life. Okay, so the first sign was that I mentioned this in the beginning, I was yo-yo dieting. So I would go through periods of time where I was extremely and heavily restricting my calories so that I could rapidly lose weight. And on the other side of that, there would be extreme binges or emotional eating. So generally what it was looking like for me was I would do great on an extreme diet for months, sometimes really even like six to eight months, have a lot of rapid weight loss. And then I would reach a point where I was like, fuck this, I can't do this anymore. I'm miserable. And one One thing that I hadn't eaten in a really long time turned into a spiral of being out of control. That spiral of being out of control would last anywhere from a week to six months to a year. Um, The first time that I gained the entire 100 pounds back, I would say that I went back to my binge and emotional eating for about nine to 10 months and I gained the entire 100 pounds back in that period of time. So that lets you know kind of what that emotional roller coaster of yo-yo dieting looked like for me. Extreme highs followed by extreme lows, extreme, extreme weight loss followed by really rapid weight gain. There were periods of time where I gained like 40 pounds in less than two months while exercising. So that kind of lets you know how extreme the eating behaviors were for me. The second sign is that I was eating large amounts of food in one sitting. And really large, obviously, is it's subjective. So for me, that would really look like sometimes two, 3,000 calories in a sitting, sometimes five, 6,000 calories in a sitting, really depending on what I had access to, um, but definitely more than a normal portion of food, definitely more than one plate of food, definitely more than what a person would consider to be normal eating behaviors. And I was also, I want to say here too, that I was also eating in a way that was very rapid, right? I would be eating really, really quickly. I would kind of zone out. I would go into like what felt like a zombie mode. Like I wasn't tasting my food. Sometimes I was eating food that I didn't even really like. I was just eating for the sake of eating is the best way that I could probably describe that. The third sign was that I truly did feel powerless and out of control to the voice in my head that was telling me just go eat. So if you're a binge eater or someone who struggles with emotional eating, you're going to understand what I'm saying when I talk about the voice in your head that says like, just go eat. You get this overwhelming wave of like, it just feels like I have to go and eat right now. And for me personally, I really did feel powerless to it. I felt like it had taken control of me and I was unable to stop. There were even times, many times, where I would be standing in the kitchen mid-binge and the voice in my head would say, you really shouldn't be doing this, but yet it felt like I didn't actually have control of my hands. And if you are not somebody who has ever experienced binge or emotional eating, I probably sound pretty fucking crazy to you right now. And when I try and explain this, like for instance, when I've tried to explain this stuff to my husband, he's really like, what the fuck are you talking about? What do you mean you eat when you're not hungry? What do you mean you eat when you're full? What do you mean you eat just for the sake of eating? He couldn't quite understand it because he had never experienced it. So I just want you to know if you're someone who relates to these things that I'm sharing with you today and you feel really misunderstood in your life because people don't understand what you're trying to explain to them, I just want you to know that I see you, I hear you, and I feel you, and you are 100% not alone. But stop expecting people who have never been where you are to understand where it is that you are and what you're going through, okay? 
The fourth sign that I really knew I needed to heal my relationship with food was that I was eating far beyond fullness, like far, far beyond fullness. And there were times that I would tell myself when I reached that level of fullness, I would be in the kitchen and I would be so stuffed. I have to go and lay on the couch and like unbutton my pants to get comfortable. I would tell myself, you're done eating for the day. Like you're not going to eat any more today. This is it. And literally within five or 10 minutes, that voice was back in my head telling me, just go eat more. And there I went right into the kitchen to just consume even more food, even though I knew that my body was at its limit. It was like, how can I find space for this? Maybe I need to take a breather. Maybe I need to burp. Maybe I just need to excuse myself for a little bit and I'll come back later. Like, even though I was so full and I knew I wasn't actually physically hungry, there will be times where I even felt physically sick. And I would still go eat because I felt so powerless to that voice in my head that was telling me, just go eat. The fifth reason that I knew I needed to create this change in my life is that I was literally consumed by thoughts of food and my body. All of the time I was thinking, when can I eat? Am I going to be able to eat? Am I not going to be able to eat? Is there going to be food? I hope there's not going to be food because I'm not able to eat. I hope there's a lot of food because I'm in the mood to binge. Like all of this just mind fuckery around my body and food and calories and exercise and all of these things where I finally got to a point where I was like, is this what my life is going to be? I'm just going to be consumed by thoughts of food and my weight and my body and and what my body looks like and how I feel around food and whether I can or cannot eat for the rest of my life. Is that really what this is going to be? Because that was not a reality that I wanted to create for myself at 30 years old. I did not want to live the next 30, 40, 50 years of my life consumed by thoughts of food when there are so many more important things for me to be experiencing in life and thinking about and giving my time and attention to. It's exhausting to think about food all the time. It's exhausting to question how many calories in this for literally everything that you pick up or going to the mindset of who cares how many calories in this. I'm just going to eat until I'm sick and I'll get back on track tomorrow incredibly, incredibly exhausting. And I know that if you relate to this, you get what I'm saying and you feel me. And I just want you to know there's so much more to life for you to be giving your time, energy, and attention to food is simply food. And it does not deserve to consume your thoughts all day, every day. The sixth sign that I knew I needed to create this change was that I felt incredible shame around my relationship with food. So on the other side of a binge episode or an emotional eating episode, there was extreme shame and guilt and disappointment and sadness and questioning myself, what is wrong with you or why are you like this? All of these feelings of I was a good person or a bad person based off of the way that I was eating. And I just began to realize that food really is just food and it doesn't have to be this big emotional thing that overtakes my life all of the time and makes me feel like I'm a horrible person or I'm a terrible person or I'm a piece of shit or any of the names that you're calling yourself gross, disgusting, fat, terrible, whatever you're saying about yourself, you do not deserve to feel that way based off of your relationship with food. The way that you eat and what you put in your mouth is not an indicator as to whether or not you are a good or bad person in this life. I want you to hear that again. The way that you eat and the food that you put in your mouth is not an indicator as to whether or not you are a good person. Okay. I need you to hear that because I know for myself personally, there were so many days in my life where I literally felt like the worst person in the world because I was on the other side of an extreme eating episode, or I had just finished up with a binge or I couldn't stop emotionally eating. I felt like I was the worst human being alive and I didn't even deserve to experience this life because what was wrong with me? 
The seventh sign that I really needed to change my relationship with food was that I would plan binges in advance and I would tell myself, this is going to be the last time. So that voice in my head would say, just go eat. And I would immediately think, okay, I'm going to plan this, what I'm going to get from the store. I'm going to get the frozen pizza and two pints of Ben and Jerry's and the bag of candy and the bag of chips. And this is the order that I'm going to eat it in. And then I'm going to throw the trash away and I'm never going to binge again. And I began to realize the cycle that I was living in where every single time I was trying to convince myself that this would never happen again. And that let me know before I even began the binge episode or the emotional eating episode, I was feeling shame before it even started. So it was like, I couldn't even get through doing it without already feeling terrible about myself because I knew before I even did it, that it was a choice that was not in alignment with who I wanted to be anymore. I recognized this is destructive behavior, which is why I'm telling myself this is going to be the last time I do this. But yet every single time I committed to it being the last time, I still did it again. I was really unable to keep that commitment to myself because immediately on the other side of this is the last time was extreme restriction for a short period of time, followed by even more binge and emotional eating. The eighth reason that I knew that there was an issue with my relationship with food is that I was hiding and lying about my behaviors. So I was hiding trash. Like when I was living with my now husband, he worked second shift and I used to plan these binges and I would take all the trash, put it into a black bag, walk it locks down through the apartment complex so that I could throw it in the trash. Like late at night, I'm talking like nine, 10 o'clock at night, throw it away in the trash that when he got home, he wouldn't know that I had eaten all I had eaten. I would buy food to replace his food that I had eaten. I would say I need to run an errand so I could run out and get food. I would eat fast food on my way home just to come home and say, oh no, I haven't eaten dinner. What are we going to have? I got really tired of lying, sneaking, and hiding who I really was. And that doesn't mean that opening up about this change was easy for me. It absolutely wasn't. It's really hard to be open and honest and vulnerable with people who don't quite understand you. But I also got to a place where I was just really tired of hiding who I really was and what I was going through. And I knew that I didn't want to sneak around for the rest of my life. How am I going to be in a loving marriage where I'm constantly hiding, even though it's not something that could hurt him or harm him? I didn't get to be my true authentic self because I was hiding what felt like an all-consuming part of me. The ninth reason that I knew that there was a lot of dysfunction around my relationship with food, my body, and my weight was that I was over-exercising to make up for my behavior. So on the other side of binges, I would sometimes commit to like an hour, an hour and 30 minutes of cardio so that I could try and burn off the calories that I had eaten. And that's incredibly destructive incredibly, incredibly destructive to be using movement as punishment for what I was eating. Movement is not meant to be used as a form of punishment. You do not need to burn off the food that you ate by going to work out at the gym. And it's an incredibly toxic pattern to get yourself into where you feel like you're justifying or making up for your poor behavior by harming your body through extended exercise and ruling workouts that your body just simply doesn't need to go through on the other side of that. And the 10th and final sign that I really needed to heal primarily my relationship with my weight and my body was that I was stepping on the scale multiple, multiple times per day, especially when I was on the restrictive side of things. So when I was restricting my calories, 
the goal for me was how quickly can I lose this weight? How fast can I get this weight off? Especially when I was on the other side of a binge. So I would take water pills. I would drink excessive water. I would try and fast for 24 hours. And on that day where I'm going through this kind of quote unquote detox from the binge eating or emotional eating episode, I would step on the scale over and over and over again. Am I down any weight yet? Am I down any weight yet? Multiple times a day, I would be checking in on what that weight looked like because I was consumed again by thoughts of going in one direction or the other. It was like restrict as much as you can or eat as much as you can, that balance and moderation and peace that we seek in that gray area, it just did not exist for me. And it got to a point truly where I was so emotionally exhausted from living this way. I just knew that I couldn't live another day this way. And that is when I started working on really healing my relationship with myself, overcoming emotional eating and binge eating, really learning to become confident in who I was, create peace with my body. These were all things that were incredibly important for me. And I've been working on this for over three years now. And like I said, it just continues to become a healthier and healthier dynamic between me and myself, a healthier and healthier relationship between me and myself, me and food, me and my body, me and my weight. And this is the work that I do with my clients inside of the mind, body and spirit transformation program. So if you feel like you related to any or all of these signs or symptoms, and you're like, I'm tired of this shit, I'm done with my own shit, I don't want to go through this anymore. I really want to become a woman who gets to have a healthy and peaceful and freeing relationship with herself, her body and food. I would love to invite you to join the upcoming session. We begin in just a couple of weeks. Our welcome call is on Saturday, August 21st. This is the second to final session ever of this program. So if you're somebody who has been watching me for a long time, maybe since the creation of this program two years ago, and you've been thinking, I want to do it, I want to do it, I want to do it. I really want to encourage you to ask yourself, imagine where you could be today if you would have decided two years ago that you were ready to do this work. Or imagine where you could be today if you had said yes to doing this a month ago, or two months ago, or three months ago, or six months ago. There's so much growth and healing available to you, but I believe it truly does with making a decision to do it, whether you feel ready or not, and trusting that doing something new and something different can be the thing that is going to help you create change in your life. I know that there are so many women who feel like I have literally tried everything. This is not going to work for me. I just want to encourage you and let you know I have helped hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of women who said the same exact thing. And the only thing that they say to me after they've completed MBS is man, I wish I would have done this sooner. So this is your invitation. The link to join us is in the show notes of this episode. You can always send me a message about the program if you have questions. It's a four-week, incredibly transformative program where we dive deep and we work intimately together inside of this program. This is my most intimate group coaching program where I literally walk beside you and helping you heal from the inside out. This is not a diet, not a meal plan. There are no supplements. There are no exercises. There's none of the traditional stuff that you're used to. This is healing from the inside out so that you can become the woman that you want to be. Transform your life, mind, body, and spirit. Okay, I love you guys so, so much. And I'll talk to you on the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you were inspired by today's pep talk, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes or sending me a message on Instagram so I can keep the encouragement coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, make sure you head over to joinjessicaxo on Instagram for even more content that will inspire you to show up in your life to the best of your ability. I love you so, so much, and I cannot wait to connect with you on the next episode. In the meantime, live today with a grateful heart and remember that you're not only worthy, but incredibly capable and deserving of creating the life you desire.